You're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47 Mobile Bar. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today, we have Corey Marino with Catering by Corey. Corey, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I always start out with the question, what's your favorite beverage? Because the podcast is called Pistons and Prosecco. So lay it on us. What, what's your favorite uh, drink at the moment? I know. That's a really good question. Um, I'm going to have to be honest. My absolute favorite beverage is super, super cold ice water. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fine. I, I do drink on occasion and I really love a good bourbon. Okay. Any specific brand out there? Mm, several. Um, I really like Buffalo Trace, mm. and I like Lampton's, and I like um, Basil Hayden's. I like them all. I like any okay. good Got good taste. All right. I approve. <laughs> <laughs> so, Corey, uh, let's just start out with a question that I'm always interested in is, how did you get started in the business? You know, what were you a chef, and then you became – a caterer or what did that process look like for you getting started? Yes, exactly. I was a chef. Um, I still am a chef, but I was a yeah. chef in a restaurant um, for what seemed like forever. You know, I love the line work. I love the adrenaline rush. I loved creating new food every day. And so there's a lot of parts of restaurant work that I still love and sometimes I miss. Um, but I started catering events at VRBOs. I had a friend that owned um, a luxury vacation rental and they asked me if I would start catering those. And I was like, well, that's not really my wheelhouse, but I'll try. Um, and it turns out it's totally my wheelhouse and I love it. Um, and so that kind of got, um, got me started in catering. And then uh, it just kind of evolved from there. And did you start in Asheville? I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how many years have you been doing it? This is our seventh year. Okay. Awesome. So you're rocking and rolling then. Been doing yeah, it for a while. An amazing, amazing journey. Um, we've been doing weddings solely for five years now. Um, and so we really pivoted those first two years to just doing weddings. And it was a really good decision because um, it's something I really enjoy. And what do you enjoy most about the, the wedding? Weddings? Oh, I love, I love everything about weddings. I love love. I love people. I'm a super extrovert. And so I love um, the planning process. I love connecting with my clients. And then the creative process of making a menu that's totally unique to them. Um, that's probably my favorite part. Well, I have never done a catering tasting because I've never been married or had a big event or anything like that. So I'm, so how does that work? Do you, you know, talk it over with them and then present some options or is the first meeting one that involves food? How does that look? Yeah. So typically it's an email inquiry or I get a phone call. Um, and we start with, do you have a wedding date? Do you have a venue confirmed? And so that's something that we do ask clients have prior to working up an estimate, uh, just to ensure availability. Um, and then once we get a menu created for them, then we'll schedule a tasting. Um, and then we do talk about which items they'd really like to try. I might surprise them with a couple of my own. Um, but yeah, it's a fun, um, intimate way to get to know your clients. So typically, you know, we're doing around, 120 person events what's your average um you know average guest count at an event just curious i would 
would say average would be about 175. Okay. Um, we go up to about 100, or excuse me, up to 300. Um, and then the lower end would be 100. Okay. And with the impending smaller guest count that we might see because of the coronavirus pandemic, um, do you have any thoughts on how things are going to look for, you know, the catering industry? Um, because I know there's some sensitivities involving, you know, prevention of transmission, all this stuff, right? So, you know, how do you think that will look in the fall uh, wedding season as we approach it? So that definitely is the question of the hour and the day and of the last couple months. <laughs> um, and something that we have just been tackling um, every day. We try to learn something new on how we're going to proceed and how we're going to keep our staff safe and how we're going to keep the guests safe. And so that's definitely our number one priority is that I show up with staff that is knowledgeable and feels secure in their job and what they're doing. Um, and that in turn keeps the guests safe as well. And so like all small businesses, we're used to curveballs, you know, we're used to this. So this is a big challenge to step up to the plate. I love challenges. And so I'm kind of excited about this. I think it's going to be a good pivot for us. We'll get to focus on some smaller events um, and just how and how we're going to be able to shine with these smaller events. And so, yeah, it's exciting. Well, and I find it to be extremely difficult for me because people ask, you know, what are you going to do to, uh, yeah, prevent or keep everyone safe. That's what they ask. And I tell them, well, I, we're the bar. I don't know how I don't touch the glass that I'm giving to someone. Like, I don't know how to social distance at the bar. And it's been something of concern to me because I, I just don't know what to do. And I've talked to other mobile bar owners and I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but I think it's something on all of our minds. Um, I, I've heard that there's going to be no more buffet at catering at weddings have you is that something like or is that okay and my understanding is that there's no self-serve buffets um we do serve our buffets and so i think um that we will absolutely be allowed to do that we're going to put plexiglass barriers between us and our guests um this is our goal and then of course this is evolving i feel like mm -hmm. every day so right now our goal when we start back which is in august late july august um, is that we'll have plexiglass barriers between our staff and the guests, and then we will have the plates leading the buffet, and the, only the service staff will touch the plate and lay it at the end of the buffet after the guests have made their choice, and so the guests will pick it up, and so there will be virtually no contact. Interesting. Yeah, I I need to figure out my plan because mm -hmm. we've had some. I, I did a wedding in May, and I asked the host you know, what do you want us to do? I, you know, I'll do whatever <laughs> you guys want. And she just said, you know, don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. It's, I see, I think a lot of people are on either side, you know, either they, they're really careful or they're not. And I just, I don't know how to feel about it, to be honest. Um, but I want to respect whatever my client or the host of the party, um, you know, puts out there. So I think it's a, it's definitely a trying time for all of us. Um, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so Corey, let's um, let's let's shift lanes a little bit. Do you have any crazy wedding stories? Let's kind of shake things up. Do you? Is there any anything involving some That's crazy thing you want to share? 
of course I have crazy ways. <laughs> Do I want to share them? I'm not sure. Um, That's fine. I know. It I'll is. tell you, I'll tell you mine and then you can. <laughs> <laughs> so on my, my first wedding uh, that was contracted by the client. So my first ever wedding was the, a venue, a venue. I reached out to a venue. I said, Hey, I have this idea. What do you think? Uh, a few weeks later, they reached out to me. So that wasn't really my first wedding because I didn't interact with the couple. Mm -hmm. But my first wedding that was with a couple getting married, um, I drove the truck there. Now I haul. I haul my bar trucks everywhere. But I drove it there and I ran out of gas on the way to the wedding. <laughs> and I coasted in. I was like in the middle of Flat Rock, right? I mean, there's nothing around me. And I oh. coast into this parking lot. And there is this guy just washing cars. Like there's probably 10 cars and he's just detailing washing cars. And I'm like, hey man, do you, do you have a, a gas can I can borrow? He's like, yeah, I have three. And there's a gas station a quarter mile of the way up. So I grabbed the gas can. Of course, I was in my shirt, my white you know, shirt that I wore, which is, I don't do that anymore. And I ran to the gas station, grabbed some gas, ran back, filled up the truck. And when I went to start it, the starter wouldn't work. And I told him, I'm like, hey, man, do you have any idea? Like, I don't know what's going on. I, I started it and it got here. And he's like, I don't know. Sometimes if you hit the starter, it'll work. So I got under the truck and I hit the starter with like a crescent wrench or something. And then it, it worked. That's amazing. You're and, it's so funny that you landed in that certain situation with that person. Uh, yeah, on my first wedding. <laughs> like it was just, so I, I arrived, I didn't arrive late, but I arrived late to when I should have arrived. So yeah. we, we got everything set up in time, but I was really rushed. Um, and one of the kegs uh, was a wine keg and something wasn't installed properly on the the valve. So I couldn't tap the wine keg. Mm. It was worth like 250 bucks, right? I mean, wine is wine kegs are expensive. And I was like, I cannot let this happen. And it was plastic. So I cut the the valve out and I squeezed it all into a a keg with a big opening, which I typically batch my cocktails in. And there you go. We, we got the wine on tap. So it was just a messy, it was a messy well, night. So just make it happen. That's yeah, one thing to take away from this. <laughs> exactly. I will not. Yeah. I've had a couple, my first two years, I had a couple things where I was like, they, they got in the way of, of me getting to where I was going. I'm like, nope, not letting it happen. I like mm -hmm. one, one, one day I had two, to, two tow trucks, one towing my vehicle that had shut down on the highway and another truck to the wedding. And I'm like, I will, Let's make it happen. So that's my crazy wedding story. I wanted, I wanted everyone to hear at least one. <laughs> um, so Corey, uh, I love food. I'm a big home chef. Uh, do you have, what's your like favorite meal to cook at home? Hmm. That's a good question. It depends on if I'm cooking for myself or if I'm cooking for my kids. <laughs> How about for yourself? What's like, if you could just, if you have a, if you're taking yourself out, to dinner at home <laughs> you know like what would you put what would I, make? Ooh. Yeah. Um, I love latin flavors and I love asian flair flavors so anything in that realm anything fresh um, I love citrus um, sorry I'm being kind of vague but That's I don't have okay. a favorite dish I have a favorite kind of like I feel you I'm kind of the same favorite. way I don't you know, I don't use cookbooks. I just see what I've got and I'm like, all right, let's, 
let's mix it up. Um, that being said, do you measure? Are you are you a measuring chef? Are there any? There, are, I think they're <laughs> bakers or chefs, right? You're either a baker or a chef. I am the worst with measuring, um, but what I've learned <laughs> through this business is that you have to measure. You have to create standards and you have to create recipes. Um, so we do have those in our kitchen, but it took me a long time to really nail those down because I, like you said, I'm just like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. No, let's tweak it this way. And I have this, so let's add this. So I had to really, um, hone in and be strict with some things um, just to give my crew members reference and so that we can yeah. keep the consistency. But yeah, it's hard because my nature is not to get out that tablespoon or that cup. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. And, um, you know, I, I mostly cook for myself like 90% of the time, but when I cook for others, I'm like, how do I scale this up? Cause I'm used to, you know, certain, like I kind of am in the rhythm of, putting a certain amount of flavor in there, right? Um, mm -hmm. Spices, salt, whatever. But yeah. when I'm cooking for other people, it's like either too salty or not salty enough or over flavor, you know, whatever. It's not proportion right. So when you scale up, which for 175 people, you're having to scale, mm -hmm. it makes sense. Measuring would, yeah. would be a priority. Yeah. And it's funny because for us, scaling down can be harder. You know, we're used to doing mass amounts of product and so when we scale down to two people it's like oh like sometimes <laughs> tastings can be hard so i'm like this is so little <laughs> yes I know, I know of a catering company um that they, they do it a little differently they set up one day and they make all their stuff and then they have everyone come like all the couples mm -hmm. so i find that interesting because it it makes sense on paper but if i was a couple i was like i don't know if i would love that but I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on yeah, kind of the I, mass tasting? Yes, I've heard of, um, I've done a bunch of catering conventions and conferences, and that is something that the bigger companies I feel like do. Mm -hmm. um, our service is a bit more personalized. We like to take that time just for like two on two um, or two on one <laughs> to talk to these couples um, and really get to know them. We also provide items specifically for their menu. And so when you have mass days like that, I think it's harder to really customize to their preferences. Yeah, I agree. Well, speaking of couples, what advice do you have for couples getting married in the Asheville area? Um, it could be catering, you know, wise, or it could be anything because Asheville is a unique area and that's where a big destination, a wedding destination, right? Yeah. Um, there's lots of mountains involved. There can be weather, you know, if you want to hit any of those subjects, whether it's catering or not, what advice would you give to couples looking to get married in the area? Oh, advice to couples getting married in our area. Um, I mean, honestly, there's a wealth of small businesses that are amazing. So what I would say is ask your, your vendors to really tap into that. We try to use as many small businesses as possible um, in the Asheville area, just because there's so many amazing, talented people in this area. So I would just say that focus on um, what Asheville has to offer. Um, there's a ton of really good venues too. So if it's a mountain that you're looking for, you can't go wrong here. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny cause you know, we're beer city, right? We're um, <laughs> voted beer city years ago or whatever. And you know, a lot of people view Asheville as a beer Mecca. And so sometimes I get folks wanting, you know, Bush light or whatever, these macro beers. I'm like, but we have plenty of good beer here. And it's yeah. funny, I, I, I almost wanted to post one day, cause I'm kind of outspoken about things. 
And I wanted to post one day, I'm like, we are not doing mass produced beers. <laughs> but I figure, you know, that's not, that's not a love, that's not a statement made in love. So instead I just, you know, tell people, hey, there's breweries here that specifically make a beer so that when folks walk in and want a, your, the lightest beer, they have that ready to go. So it's not like a hoppy Pilsner. It's like a, it tastes like a light beer. And um, Green Man makes a, a good lager. Um, Asheville Brewing Company makes Rocket Girl Lager. Brevard Brewing specializes in lagers and makes an amazing lager and Pilsner. So yeah, I'm big on, you know, don't support local just because of it. Support it because they're making great products. And we just have Absolutely. an amazing group here of small business owners that are putting out wonderful services and products here in the area. So I'm, I'm with you on that for sure. So Corey, uh, <sighs> I can't find my questions. I'm gonna have to edit this out. Hold on. Is that your son? Yeah, I have a son and a daughter. Yeah. We've been homeschooling, which has been oh. today's the last day of school. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know why am I. Oh, here, here's some old questions. So, Corey, I would like to know what is the most difficult aspect of your business. So, what's the most challenging? Is it you know, getting the word out there? Do you have too many inquiries and just having to sift through? Or is it, you know, managing employees? What's the, what's a big challenge for you? Um, that's a great question. And so I think personally, um, the hardest part of my job beginning was learning how to manage stress. And so for me, I absolutely always have that, want to have that presence of calm. I think it's super important. So I would internalize all stress. Um, and I think eventually that can be super harmful. And so I have figured out ways to really deal with that stress because um, the wedding industry is love. It's fun. I love being there. But this is someone's big day, you know, and you want it to be perfect. And every single day I want it to be perfect. And so it can be super stressful. Um, so I'd say, um, yes, my biggest piece of advice and the hardest thing that I dealt with was the stress um, starting yeah. out. Um, second thing is probably learning how to give away some control and to delegate, um, and to really set people up in your crew so they are successful and they feel confident, um, in what they're doing. And so it takes a lot of time, I've realized, and it took us years to really develop, um, these roles and these strategies that work. Um, and it took me letting go and knowing that they can do it, um, so that was, that was hard, but definitely worth it. It's funny you mentioned that because one of your managers or shift leaders mm -hmm. is also a vocal teacher, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Andrew. Andrew. So Andrew used to be a patron or was a patron at Bold Rock Cider where I bartended for a few months. Nice. And he asked me if I wanted to work for the, the catering company. This was like two years ago now. Nice. And I also, I wanted vocal lessons from him because I do karaoke and I want to, <laughs> I wanted to learn how to sing better. Um, but he, yeah, he's, I met him and it made me think what you just said about the delegation, how I have, you know, multiple trucks and I'm not at every wedding. 
Mm-hmm. And I had a gr- I have a great couple that has worked for me, a married couple. And she was like, Bryce, where's the checklist? Where's the, you know, how, mm-hmm. what do we do? How do we s- open up? How do we close up? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, just do it. And it was so funny because now I've gotten into standard operating procedures. Now I've gotten into checklists and I'm developing mm-hmm. those. And it really helps because before I was like, oh, I just have to trust them. But when you have that piece of paper that has all the steps and what can go wrong, that's what I'm trying to also um, put out there in the, in these, you know, kind of my training manuals, like, okay, this might go wrong and this is how you fix it. Um, and I think that helps me personally. Uh, and you also talked about the cell, like kind of the dealing with the stress. I interviewed a, a wedding photographer and she said that she no longer does back-to-back weddings. Mm-hmm. So she won't do a Saturday and Sunday because she simply said that after a wedding, she is just, you know, she's exerted so much. And it, for her personally, it was not a good idea to do a wedding back to back because she couldn't show mm-hmm. up for the next couple that next day. So a Saturday, Sunday, she won't do anymore. Um, and I yeah. find that, you know. Sorry, I was going to say definitely know your boundaries. Um, we, take up to two weddings per day and we only take events Friday through Sunday. So I only take six weddings max per weekend. Um, And that's something that I don't know if we'll change anytime soon, just because we, I do always want to grow and I always push for that, but you have to do it in a way that doesn't compromise how you're feeling and making sure that you can execute a hundred percent. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point, especially since most of the, spring weddings have been rescheduled to either next year or to fall and so we're gonna have a it's gonna be a very strange thing i think for wedding vendors when weddings start happening a lot more frequently because we've been on such a break quote unquote and like i have people i'm talking to uh some couples uh this week that are looking to get married on a monday and a wednesday Mm-hmm. So I might have gigs Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and then Friday, Saturday, you know, like it's, it's going to be a very busy October. Um, and I don't feel like I can say no, that's my problem because, you know, financially we were impacted. Um, I still want to serve. I still want those trucks out. You know, I still want to, you know, do my thing, but I have, there's been days. I remember last fall where I was like, I just, I, I feel so worn out. And if you're worn out, you can't take care of others. You can't serve others. So I think self, the self-care, you know, it's such a, it's such a f- trend these days, but for good reason, because we're, you know, we're all trying to double up on business. We're all trying to side hustle, whatever. So I think that's, um, yeah. And I think really important topic. Say no um, is so hard because we are yes people. You know, we're in this industry because we love to make people happy. Um, but that's something that I really had to learn is that you do have to say no um, to certain things um, just to make sure that you can, like you said, execute them fully and be present and be a hundred percent and make sure it's a, you know, over the top awesome for them. Yeah. Um, well, you kind of touched on this a little bit in the past few minutes, but. Is there something you wish you knew when you first started this business? Um, wow, there's so much I've learned. <laughs> I don't know if I could really add it all up. Um, yeah. Something I wish. Um, Our biggest takeaway from your experience in the wedding industry? 
this isn't really answering your question, but something that I've learned through the years and I've always been impressed by is the community. Our wedding community in Asheville is amazing. It's unlike any um, thing I've ever experienced. I've worked, you know, in a ton of restaurants. We have our own little team, you know, but this is a, a for real community of people that support each other. Um, and I've, I've learned that through the years and how valuable that is. Um, and just supporting each other, I think it's, it's really awesome. It's funny you say that because I had an epiphany the other day realizing that the wedding industry is so unique because it's maybe a dozen vendors creating one experience for a large group of people. Like it's nothing like anything else. You know, if you go to a concert, you know, it's, it's usually you know, like, it's a big experience, right? But it's usually one entity managing everyone under an umbrella. Mm -hmm. Whereas the wedding industry, you have the cake baker, you have the catering company, you have the bar, you have the photographer, the florist, the planner, the venue, like it just, the list goes on. And we all come together to produce that event. So, mm -hmm. you know, making sure we're working together the right way is I think really important. I once got stuck on a stump out in Canton <laughs> and the wedding planner slash or coordinator slash florist uh, got me out, like towed me out with her Jeep <laughs> and some like some, you know, some chain that we had or something. And I was like, man, this is just so this is a good uh, reminder that, you know, we all got to support each other. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something that, yeah, I want to focus yeah, on. This we year. all are one big team at an event and it's yeah. magic when everyone is on and everything flows so well, um, you do it together. So that's what I'm yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I know we might see weddings that, um, you know, might maybe a little smaller this year. Maybe mm -hmm. that goes into next. Uh, but besides that, besides the wedding, the, you know, guest count, do you see any trends coming up? You know, maybe fall or next year? Is anything popping out to you is different from last or has it been pretty consistent? Hmm. That's a hard question right now. I think pre-COVID, um, action stations and food stations were super hot with us. Um, so different, uh, like someone cutting a prime rib yeah, or something exactly. like we that. We have a carving attendant. We have um, action stations is what we refer to them as, where we have chefs cooking to order for guests. Um, oh, which really like the omelet, yes, omelet bar omelet kind of thing. Bars. We've done, I think our signature is the mac and cheese action station. People love it. They love customizing <laughs> and they love just the um, experience. And so that has been, I think it will continue to be a trend. I think that we're going to figure out ways to make that work. Um, Cause that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I love, I love the, um, the Mac and cheese bar. So you have all the toppings, right? And you can, yeah. 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 That's a good one. Mm -hmm. So if you were a new wedding vendor, mm -hmm. What advice would you give to yourself? Like if, if you could give advice to a new wedding vendor, someone who's breaking into the industry, trying to figure out how to navigate entering the business and start, you know, getting leads. What advice would you give to them? Yeah. Um, you actually stand out to me in regards to that because you were really good at that. I remember going to an event, this opening of the, the Weaver house. And you were saying hi to everybody and you were just very um, aware of this. And that is that relationships matter. It matters that you 
go out and have these connections with the different vendors because um, that's what this is. It's a community. It's a relationship with mm -hmm. these people and supporting them. And so I would just say, get out there, go to events, be present, um, be yourself. Yeah. Well, the, you bring up a good point. Um, the, I, don't, I feel like there's not many opportunities anymore to do that. You know, I mean, Asheville's a small market already. So like the not wedding wire, don't, they don't really care about us. Like they don't put on events for us because we're, you know, mm -hmm. kind of small. So it's all has to be done on our own through these venues. Um, but since COVID, we haven't had any. So I like to, I want to plan something for the fall, maybe or winter. I don't know if something because Good idea. I haven't seen anyone and, you know, in a group setting wedding industry wise, but yeah, it's a good point. It's, it's so relationship based, right? Mm -hmm. I, um, yeah, I tried to, I tried to do an ad campaign last year on Google. I was like, all right, like I was listening to all the gurus, you know, about marketing. I'm like, all right, like I'll do the Google ad. And it was, it was a horrible ROI. And then I'm like, you know what, this, this industry is about people and relationships. It's not, I mean, online is important. SEO, all that is important to be found, but, um, someone it's, it's a, it's really is a game based on referrals. Uh, and so if you, if people like you and they trust you, and like your work, they're going to refer you. So if you don't get out there and no one knows you, it's hard yeah. to do that. Like there's a, there's a, a venue um, in town and it's managed by someone who lives in another state. And I don't, no one knows about it because yeah. they're not, they're not here promoting it. They're not getting out there um, and no fault, you know, it's not their fault. They're not here, but yeah. I think that's a big, that's another reason why you don't see franchises in the wedding industry because you know, or very little at least because it's so relationship based. Yeah. I guess on that note too, something, um, if you, it's hard also to get out to these venues and to get out to these places, um, without a wedding. And so you have to go prove yourself, but you can't do that until you book a wedding. And so that can be tricky. I think one way to get yourself out there is to do a style shoot. Yeah. Um, you know, you can donate your time. Um, when I started up, I used to take samples around to all the businesses in Asheville and just leave them. And I was like, here's some food. <laughs> because it's so hard. You know, like you said, it, it's saturated with such talented people. Um, so just find your own way to get out there. And a lot of times it is donating your time, donating your service um, until you can become someone that people are like, oh yeah, they, they made this and it was amazing. Yeah, that, yeah I tried to send letters out to all the planners and venues and it was a failure i was nobody called me back i'm like all right like whatever and now these say the dropping out the food i'm like i should have shipped them a bottle of prosecco like that would have got their attention can't disagree with you on that <laughs> pistons and prosecco full circle um yeah I, I we did a styled shoot a few weeks ago and it was a chance for two new wedding vendors, or not wedding vendors, but small business owners to break into the wedding industry. Mm -hmm. And now they have amazing pictures at a beautiful mountaintop venue that they can use in their promo. So I agree. If you're new to the wedding industry, want to get out there, Stylish Dude is a great way um, to do that. If you are new and you want to you know, see if you can get in on our next one, just send me an email at Bryce at Jax47 dot com and we'll see if we can make it happen um and I, I i love them too because it's a chance for wedding vendors it's almost like a networking event in itself because it's a chance for us to socialize and interact without the um having to execute 
an actual wedding or event, right? Yeah. And it's a chance for us to show um, what we would want to do. Typically, we are providing what we want to do, but the clients, you know, have their flavor in it. So I think it's nice just to have an opportunity to be like, this is what I would do, you know? And Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, um, for creative purposes, right? Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. Well, Corey, thank you so much for your time. Um, do you have anything else you want to share with our listeners at the moment? Well, thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. It's so nice to see somebody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say, I think um, most of us are struggling right now, but we are going to get through this. Small business owners are super tough um, and we're all going to be okay. Keep on trucking. <laughs> I agree. Well, thank you so much, Corey. I'm going to include a link to your website and the show notes so that people could check you out if they're interested in booking your services. And thanks for um, your time again and joining me. Thank you so much.